This is Eric Farnsworth with the Council of the Americas, again with my friend Ryan Berg, who's a research fellow with the American Enterprise Institute. It's great to be with all of you again. Uh, we're talking Mexico today. There's a lot of change going on right now between the United States and Mexico. There's a potential for even greater change as President-elect Joe Biden takes office on January 20th. Security, trade, social issues, immigration, the environment, you name it. There are things that are uh, at stake here. Uh, Ryan, what's your outlook for uh, how things are heading into the new year between the U.S. and Mexico? Great to be here with you, Eric, and with our listeners. Look, I think things are at a, a very critical juncture in the U.S.-Mexico relationship. It's not just uh, uh, trade and security, but also the, the, the political situation. You have to remember that the president of Mexico, Andres Manuel López Obrador, just yesterday uh, sent a message to uh, President-elect Biden congratulating him on his victory, really one of two notable holdouts in our hemisphere, along with Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro. And so I'm not sure what kind of fallout this is going to have. This is going to have, but it's certainly uh, put the U.S.-Mexico relationship on an interesting footing, in addition to all the other issues that you mentioned. Yeah, and we've also seen some moves by the Mexican Congress on the security side, on the drug trafficking side, that uh, could call into question cooperation with uh, the U.S. DEA. What's that all about? Sure. Uh, so at a, at a press conference a few weeks ago, uh, the Mexican president began uh, criticizing the the so-called Merida Initiative, which had uh, governed our, our institutionalized security cooperation with Mexico for the last 15 years. That was followed by a statement by his Ministry of Foreign Affairs uh, saying that the Merida Initiative was essentially dead. Uh, bilateral security assistance and cooperation was essentially dead because it no longer met the needs of the Mexican people. Uh, and then that was followed by a fast-tracked piece of legislation through the Mexican uh, legislature uh, to limit uh, and circumscribe the, the movements of DEA agents and other intelligence officials from the United States in Mexico, limiting their immunity and also limiting their ability to meet with Mexican government officials to coordinate policy uh, and interdiction efforts, uh, at least without Mexican officials first reporting and gaining approval of a higher authority to meet with those officials. And so it's, it's very straining uh, to our bilateral security cooperation relationship. I mean, this could put a real cramp on the coordination, which has developed over years. When I was in government at the State Department in the White House, I remember it was revolutionary at that point back in the mid-1990s for the U.S. really to even share intelligence with Mexico because of the, the thought that uh, that information wouldn't remain secure and it would get leaked. And we've made dramatic strides since then. Uh, it's, it's distressing in some ways that... Uh, uh, that cooperation could be breaking down. But, you know, Ryan, that's not the only issue, is it? I mean, it's possible we could have another surge of uh, migration coming uh, quickly at the U.S. southwest border, not because of Mexico necessarily, but because of the terrible conditions in Central America after the two hurricanes hit just a few weeks ago, uh, as well as the impression, rightly or wrongly, that the Biden administration will be more accommodating of um, the migrant community in the United States from the outgoing Trump administration, so you'll have a push factor and a pull factor, uh, but that'll certainly stress the border uh, with Mexico just at the time when you've got a new U.S. administration coming into office. Uh, so that's another stressor, isn't it? I mean, that's something to watch. Absolutely, it is, especially after the double back-to-back -back hurricanes, uh, Category 4 canes that really uh, destroyed much of uh, Central America from Nicaragua up. Uh, the other thing that I would note is that the, the Customs and Border Patrol has noted an uptick 
in uh, in Mexican migration to the United States as well. And so I think lackluster economic growth and persistent violence is also contributing to to that uptick. So it, it might not be only Central Americans, but it, it could be a, a, a healthy mix of, of Mexican migration as well. Well, I think that's a very fair point. Uh, and, and certainly local conditions will help determine that. Uh, you know, the other issue that uh, I'm watching very closely from my perspective uh, is the trade uh, relationship. USMCA went into uh, operation on July 1st, uh, and already we've had a number of, uh, of uh, complaints filed by the United States, particularly on implementation of USMCA on the labor side. Uh, and I think that's going to continue to catch fire. And it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is coming out of Mexico, if Mexico will simply say, okay, let's work on these issues and try to resolve them, or if that will uh, begin to create antibodies and resistance uh, and, uh, and perhaps uh, strain the trade relationship just at a time when Mexico and the United States, for that matter, need every opportunity to recover after the terrible COVID crisis, which is still raging in both countries. Yeah, that's right, Eric. And I, I think uh, even beyond trade tensions, I think we both agree that, that Mexico and Central America, along with the United States, have a, a really once in a generation opportunity here to get it right uh, after the pandemic to extricate some of those supply chains from China and from Southeast Asia and to move them closer to their end source, building, of course, slack uh, into the supply chain and creating potentially millions of jobs in the region. And so this is a very critical issue and getting it right, I think, um, could affect the region for the next uh, decades to come. That's a huge point. Huge point. Glad you mentioned it. Ryan, it's always great to visit with you. Look forward to continuing this conversation here in another couple of weeks. Thanks, Eric. It was a pleasure.